0: All right, guys. What's up? i back. Diver's takes. We are back. It is me, Bob Shetty. Um, also here, Roman, Not here. I got the worst stuffy nose in the world, uh, but we're gonna fight through it and get you week nine recap and maybe a little MLB manager talk. <laughs> All right, guys. What's up? Welcome back to Average Takes. I'm your host Bob, and with me is Shetty or Trevor, as you will. Roman couldn't make it. Uh, We're here after the conclusion of Week Nine. Shetty, how are you feeling?
1: Uh, decent week. Decent
0: week. Decent week. Your Steelers by Chargers both come through with a nice W to start and finish the week. Um, so for the podcast as a whole. That is nice. Um, um, overall, Average Six Parlay did not hit. Um, that was a tough one because we called it. I think you said it. We're going to wake up and be losers. And that's what happened. Yep. <sighs> we, we all woke up. Um, most of us finished the game, per se, Some of us slept through it, Um, but that over did not hit in the Frankfurt. And I think next Germany game, I'm betting the under just like Lunders. I'm travel games. I'm under city. I think that's just the new move.
1: Well, the Chiefs got out to a 21-0 lead, and I was like, damn, Chiefs probably got this in a bag. Let's keep, let's step on the gas, you know, let's score some more points.
0: As soon as it was 21-0, I knew the the over was dead. Yeah, true. Unless the Dolphins had a comeback of all comebacks and the Chiefs fought this game out. There was no way this as soon as it was twenty-one nothing going into halftime, this was dead or the dirt. But continue, sorry I interrupted. No,
1: it was. The Dolphins could have scored maybe one touchdown in the first half. Then maybe it would have been alive,
0: but. And Chiefs, maybe one touchdown of to the second half. There was literally like, this was the most lopsided both half game. I mean. Yeah, and 21 14 is like
1: not exciting at all.
0: No. And for the game that it was played, it was one touchdown in the first quarter by the Chiefs, a touchdown of the second quarter by the Chiefs, another touchdown right before. Um, Half was a defensive strip sack fumble six uh, for a touchdown. So that put them up 21. Um, And then there was two third quarter touchdowns by the Dolphins. No one scored in the fourth. And we all sat there and were angry at the TV because the over did not hit. But um, Frankfurt game. Chiefs come out with a W. We all saw it. I think we were all hitters on that one. Um. But the over did not hit. That was sad. It
1: was sad. I am. Um, Raiders. Raiders look like a completely different team.
0: Yes, that that was a, a big one. Your uh, game of the year. Game of the year. Your game. Of Raiders the year. money line just win, baby. Raiders money line. I took the minus two. Um, uh, I think Robo was with me on that, but yeah, a complete different team. Complete different ball club, new energy, new profile, energy for the Raiders, and it absolutely showed.
1: Yeah, it they went an out electric the electric gate. They came out the gate just swinging.
0: Yeah, destroyed the Giants absolutely. Um, I mean, they killed the quarterback.
1: Blair Blair Acl Blair.
0: done for the year, uh, but Antonio Pierce had the boys smoking cigars after this one. Um, Looked a little thin. Looked a little thin for the
1: cigars that I I've seen in my life.
0: I think they had to go to the smoke shop down the street. I don't think you're ready. Right. I think you're right. So what? At the third quarter was like someone got the celebration cigars. They looked at each other. and are like, fuck. <laughs> nope, forgot that. Yeah, I forgot that. Um, Andrew O'Connell didn't really have to do much, but be average. I mean, that's the name of the game of this world. Um, Let the team do everything else. I mean, Josh Jacobs had himself a day. Um, Who the hell is Trey Tucker? He's a fast, short, little, little guy. He sounds, for some reason, he sounds like a big tight end. And I'm like. Never heard of him. And you know what's funny? If you look this guy up on ESPN, he looks short in his picture. Does he? Dude. Oh, my God, I'm going to put this in the pod because I have to. Um, He looked short in his picture. He is 5'9", 185. He went to Cincinnati. So, I mean, flew under the radar in my book. But holy smokes. Never heard of him. Two catches, 52 yards. He had a 50-yard reception. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. Is Aaron O'Connell their future? Is Jimmy G, like, done? I don't know. I mean,
1: you have to. If I'm the Raiders, I probably take in this game with a grain of salt. It was was a get back game, get right game for them. I mean, Daniel Jones came in banged up, left even more banged up. (laughs) And the Giants aren't really that. Like, you be the Giants, you're not like, oh, that's like, that's not beating the Chiefs, you know?
0: That's. Yeah, you're right. Max Crosby had himself a day, three sacks. Six yeah. solo tackles, three tackles for losses, three yeah. QB hits. No, he,
1: he's, putting himself, he's putting together a great year. Um,
0: he's put himself a great career. I mean, Max Crosby's just
1: – He's really he's the, the, the Raiders, only bright spot in, like, the Raiders. Like,
0: yeah, he's been the bright spot over the years on that Raiders defense because a lot of these guys, you know, never heard of, has been, never won. Like, Jalen Smith's on the Raiders right now making tackles.
1: Yeah. And ex-Steeler Robert Spillane, that's like their best linebacker, and <laughs> he's like the fifth best linebacker on the Steelers.
0: Yeah, and he actually was out there making plays.
1: Yeah, uh, good for him, Um, but their linebackers are thin right now. So Jalen Smith, I think he got signed last week, and all the talent in the world, but just never, never been healthy.
0: Yeah, I never was able to put it fully together. Uh my lock absolutely smashed. I'm not gonna lie uh, to you, fans, and to you, Trevor. I had over in the Texans Bucks game.
1: Oh, really? I thought you just had Texans. Not gonna lie, and I was like, that that
0: was not a smash. But no, yes, no, the over no, was no, no. was a smash. Oh yeah, my my leg in the parlay hit. I got it circled to start over here. I had over in the Texans and Bucks game. And the Texans almost did it themselves, 39 points, because it was 40 and a half. Yeah. Uh, But this game ended up being almost 80 points. C.J. Stroud, though, is absolutely who I want to talk about. C.J. Stroud and the Texans won this game with a last-second drive down the field. But C.J. Stroud had... 30 completions for 42 attempts, 470 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions, 147.8 quarterback rating. And in that, he had Noah Brown with six receptions, 153 yards, and a touchdown. Donald Schultz, 10 receptions under 30 yards, and a touchdown touchdown. Take Dell, six receptions, 114 yards, two touchdowns. Nico Collins, three receptions, 54 yards, and a touchdown. Or one touchdown, sorry. But holy shit. Yeah, What a day for the Texans. CJ Stroud continuing his dominance, going to be rookie of the year, and making the Panthers' Bryce Young pick look that much worse week in and week out. They did beat them. I'm not going to lie. Panthers beat them. So he'll have that over him, but C.J. continuing to look like the better quarterback. Maybe he got put in the better system because the guys around him are are nice, but that O line still stinks. Like I'm, I'm a real big fan of C.J. right now. I, I think I'm a huge fan of him. He's making yeah. me a Texas fan week in and week out. Um, but you can't lie. Bucks did compete. Baker Mayfield did set this team up to win. Yeah. They had a last second drive as well. I mean, going into the fourth quarter, Houston scores the beginning of the fourth quarter to go up 30 to 23. Then with 11 minutes left, Buck scored Rashawn White touchdown 30, 30. Then it was a field goal to put the Texans up by three. A touchdown with 46 seconds left to Cade Aughton for Baker Mayfield to put them up by four. So it's do or die for the Texans. And C.J. Stroud drives down there, 46 seconds left, gets a touchdown with six seconds remaining. And they tried for the two-point conversion to go up, but didn't work. But still.
1: Yeah, and that was a big uh, two point version because. All of the betters of the world. Yeah, I think that the spread end up being like minus three. And they win by two, but they overhit in what? The third quarter? Yeah. Yeah. Five minutes left in the third quarter. That's crazy, but yeah, you know, you're right. Baker Mayfield set this team up to win. 46 seconds left.
0: Your defense failed. you. 90,
1: right. 90% of the time, you're going to win that game.
0: Yes. Um, going up by four with 46 seconds left versus a rookie opposing you. Yeah. You usually got that one at the back.
1: Yeah. No, Stroud's definitely had. I mean, you see 470 and five Tuddies no turnovers.
0: That's going to open some eyes
1: every time, no matter who it is.
0: Yeah, I think he's matched Tom Brady's best touchdown to interception ratio at 14 to one. And to make things worse, for some reason, everyone is pointing out, not I, but a lot of the media, a lot of the media is pointing out that CJ Stroud has more touchdowns than Kenny Pickett does in his career.
1: That's fine. Um the haters can bring up that stat because, as a uh, Kenny Pickett fan, um, those people would probably mention that Kenny Pickett has five times more wins than he does. Like the most important stat in NFL games, just winning the game straight up. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not one of those people. But, people like Kenny Pickett backers probably. That's probably what they would argue.
0: That but, that I mean, that would be somewhat convincing, but we'll, we'll see where where these two young careers go. I, I'm not on either side of the argument on this one, but I am a CJ, a, a C.J. Stroud fan.
1: Yeah, and I mean, C.J. Stroud has to score 39 points a game if they want to win. Can he pick it? Doesn't really need to. So Doesn't I'm not, need to. I'm not worried if the Steelers give up 37 points, we're going to lose by 30. So, <laughs> that's just... Not how this team operates that team they can operate and give up thirty seven points and then they can win, let their guy sling it. No big deal. that's just how uh they are Texans are four and four now, and a lot of people were like you mentioned the Panthers Bryce young um like
0: those comparisons are gonna go up for both of these years careers forever,
1: yeah, and cJ Stroud obviously looks like the better pick so far. It's been eight games. Yeah. Um, and the one thing that, like, people were saying that knocked TJ Shroud is, like, he, he failed that one test. That has nothing to do with reading a defense, throwing the ball to your wide receivers, and all that stuff.
0: So, absolutely nothing.
1: Absolutely nothing to do. So, we'll see, though. Had a great game. Love to see – I mean – they're three and one at
0: home, easy. so they got to start winning on the road. That's that's one thing. They're one and three on the road. Uh, but you know, hey, uh, the Jaguars are hot, so you are gonna have to gonna have to get gonna have to get hot.
1: Yeah, and that might be a good good uh, battle down the stretch. Texas yeah, I mean, Jaguars. I am excited really...
0: for those those two teams to uh, to face off.
1: Yeah, and then people will won't they won't. They won't stop sleeping on the Titans, but I mean, I don't think the Titans are necessarily that good. Rookie quarterback as well. We'll see how he finishes the rest of the season out. And then who else in their division?
0: Uh, Titans-Colts.
1: Oh yeah, Colts. If Colts had AR-15, I would uh, that'd be a good ass race, but Gardner does what he can to win, and he, he has been winning games, but I don't
0: think he continued it this this week. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, there were two pick sixes in this game.
1: I know. And they lose by 14 points. That's got to be a heartbreaker.
0: (laughs) That is a heartbreaker. Same guy had two pick sixes. That's crazy. Um, Carolina, just absolute dog of a team. Dog shit team, I should say. Dog shit. Um. There's nothing else I can say about that game Colts are not good No You need two pick sixes to win And you only win by those two pick sixes Not yep. great
1: And then I want to give a quick shout out to Josh Dobbs and the Vikings
0: Fuck dude Yes
1: Quick shout out for them Give him his flowers Yeah I mean Josh Dobbs is an absolute beast He's a beast I'm going to say it He's a beast Didn't start this game, got traded on Tuesday. So he had six, five days to prepare for this game. They're like, you know what? We're going to go with our backup rookie. He's been here all season. Let him just play this game. You can go next week. He ends up concussion out for the game.
0: Josh Dobbs. quickly. Relatively quickly. It was like first drive. It,
1: It was, yeah, because... Second quarter, Josh Dobbs gets a, gets sacked for safety, and Vikings fans are, what the hell is this, safety, Josh Dobbs? What are you doing? And then the magic happens.
0: After the safety, doesn't he take a logs or a strip sack or something like that too? And then the magic started happening. I wanted to say it was like back to back clunkers, and then all of a sudden, yeah, I
1: mean, hard. they were down eleven to three. That's kind of a weird score to be down in football, but they were down 11-3. Josh Dobbs takes a drive right before half, and then all of a sudden, that's here we go, down by one, back, forth, back, forth. Leads this team for, uh, they scored 22 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Touchdown, game-winning touchdown drive. First game in Minnesota Vikings uniform. He's in Atlanta, not even at home yet. They win the game 31-28, and he finished it – I mean, he was 20 for 30 with 158 yards, two tutties, and then on the ground he had 66 yards and a touchdown, so three total touchdowns, no turnovers besides, I guess, the safety, if you're going to call that a turnover. But, I mean, you can't ask for anything better if you're a Vikings fan. Kirk Cousins probably couldn't do that on the (laughs) ground.
0: Definitely. I mean, he was running for his life. He captured a lot of first downs that way. You know, he was learning the playbook via as soon as he was getting the call, the coach was trying to explain it. But up till 15 seconds, that microphone shuts off. So he'd relay the call to his team and then look at his wide receivers and go, what are you running? What are you running? What are you running? (laughs) And then go up there, take the snap trying to figure out a play and continue to do that. He was learning the snap counts and like the calls on the sideline. He, after the game was asked about guys' names, play calls, and he said, that's all for next week. He's not sure who he was throwing to. This man stepped in with less than five days because they had to travel that, you know, You don't have much time. You get traded. You got to pack your shit up, travel in. You don't practice. This man was not set up to win this game at all. Steps into this game due to an injury and is a dog. Earned the respect of all his teammates in one outing. Like almost as close as the Minnesota miracle is what I put this game to because this to me is unreal. So for a guy to come know. in i've tried to learn playbooks off the rip like this being a late addition to a team and get thrown into a system that is totally different he said it's like taking a french class and then give it a spanish test two total different things you know so all the props in the world huge shout out to josh dobbs those Minnesota Vikings better make sure his jersey was in the goddamn team store today. I was seeing Vikings fans shaving their eyebrows because he has <laughs> alopecia. Oh, this is great. This is so great because Minnesota fans are crazy. And that is one way to earn a crazy fans all time respect. He, he might go down to the Vikings legend. He, he could, if this Vikings team could turn around and, Do something. You know, Jay Jennings is on the path to come back soon. You know, maybe get the rocket scientist in. He's got a few more uh, guys out there than he did in fucking Arizona. I mean, Arizona's roster is beat up and bruised. So you go to the Vikings, who have a complimentary of targets. On a P. I think this is a good a good setup and a great way to get introduced to your new team.
1: Yeah, especially for the Vikings starting off one and four, and now they're five and four, four game win streak, absolutely insane. And just the way I saw the clip where he's on the sidelines with his O lineman trying to get the cadence right because they never heard him fucking speak
0: ever. Yeah, they're all trying to listen to him like. You know, because every quarterback says hut, hut, hike totally different. Yeah. So, you know, just for them to get the timing of that. That's the, <laughs> that's the, one of the biggest things in football is off the ball, like snap, like time and speed. If you don't understand, that defensive guy is going to beat the fuck out of you off the ball. they gonna just beat you up because as soon as you're late, you're chasing a guy. Yeah. Because the
1: defense doesn't wait. They they're looking at the ball.
0: They're looking they at the care. ball. And they've trained butts for their reaction time to that snap count. Like that is the only thing defensive line and outside linebackers are working all offseason except the mm-hmm. weight room is reaction time to that snap count. Making yes. sure they're not going to jump until that ball physically moves, block everything else out. Yeah, a um, couple other games. Ravens absolutely demolished the Seahawks. Even though Lamar Jackson had the most average stat line of all time,
1: yeah, that's that's all he is—average quarterback. Twenty-one for
0: twenty-six, one hundred eighty-seven yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. And then 60 yards rushing, no touchdowns. Um, they got a new running back though, a young guy named Keaton Mitchell.
1: Yeah, I don't Luck think the Texas fast. no East Duke's Carolina. Fast. My bad, my bad. No, yeah. Undrafted rookie though, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, maybe East he was Carolina. drafted. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm I'm liking him and Gus. They look a lot like each other and two total different running backs.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, but the
0: speed, was a heavy beast power.
1: Yeah. I Ravens mean, are seven and two right now, and they lost to the Colts and the Steelers. That's, I mean, those are two teams a seven and two team should not lose to.
0: Yep. If you, you're seven and two, you can give them flute games. I mean, one's an interdivision little game, and then that Colts game, I want to say, was an overtime weird game. So, yeah. You know, hey, Raven team's on the track right now. Chugga, 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 chugga. Um, Odell Beckham scores on his birthday. First touchdown of Raven Judy. uh And yeah, that was nice. Do. It was a late Tyler Hutley touchdown pass. You know, that was like a uh, happy birthday. Let's get him the ball. He's going to be bitching at me later. You know,
1: why had they give Tyler Huntley in the game?
0: I mean, they were up by 30. Don't
1: care. I will admit, the Ravens have a nasty second half of their schedule. They play the Browns next week. Then they play the Bengals. Then they go to L.A., play the Chargers.
0: Sunday Night Football.
1: Sunday Night Football. Then they play the Rams. Broads. Um, Then they play the Jags, 49ers, Dolphins, and then end the season against the Steelers.
0: Yeah, so this is actually absolutely the best they could possibly see themselves right now. Seven and two. Now they got to yeah. grind. Yeah, like yeah. I'm. I'm hoping. I mean, thirty-seven points. You're at and only giving up three points versus the Seahawks. You got to keep this momentum into this uh, second half of the year because, like you said, all those games are coin flips.
1: Coin flips, and their their last game against the Browns that was uh DTR's first game So there was no Deshaun Watson No P.J. Walker None of that Not saying the Browns yeah. are better than them But
0: but the Browns did make the mistake Of starting DTR not P.J. Walker Yeah Because P.J. Walker is a much better backup Much better Right now at least
1: Yeah But I mean the way the Ravens are playing I mean the, the Bengals are playing
0: um, This is going to be a great game It's going to
1: be Yeah Great fucking game
0: yeah, I mean, that division always comes down to the second half, Trevor. You know it. You're a part of it. You're in it. Um, it really depends on how you finish the year. It's not how you start ever. we no. can laugh, You could laugh at everybody in that division. Oh, oh one and 4 3-3, three and three, and then all of a sudden, what? The Bagels fucking flip the bitch. They look great kicking on all cylinders. Ravens look great. Steelers. I mean, I think the Steelers can beat anybody on any night. I really yeah. do with that defense. I absolutely think the offense is terrible. Kenny Pickett is not a real quarterback in this league, but they win games. He wins games. So I, I can't say anything about him or the Steelers right now because they're beating anybody. I mean, yeah, they beat the Titans this week. But in any game, I think the Steelers are in it. I've been yeah. on them a lot of the games recently.
1: Yeah, 100 P. And, I mean, next week they got a little mini buy going to play the Packers at home.
0: <laughs> Mini-bye? Mini-bye, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your schedule is a lot lighter than the Ravens' is, second. Yes. Because yes. you guys got the Packers, then the Browns, then the Bagels, but then you got Cardinals. Patriots, Colts, Bagels, Seahawks, Ravens. So you got like a half hard, half easy schedule. So yeah, um, set yourself up in a good situation right now. Say it out a good solid five and three.
1: Yeah. We we just can't lose to the teams we're not supposed to lose to.
0: And I think you guys lost to pretty decent teams. Yeah. You've lost to the 49ers, the Texans, who I think are good. And last week you lost to the Jags. Yeah. Which so that's, was. I mean, I can't hate all the Steelers right now. I really can't. Nothing. Nope. I'm gonna, uh, I can't say anything bad. Uh,
1: nope. And then uh, next game I want to talk about is going to be Eagles Cowboys. Okay. Sunday night football. Or no, it was not Sunday night football,
0: it was an afternoon game.
1: America's game of the week. Yep. on for America's team. Uh, the I mean, I thought the Cowboys should have won that game. That It definitely couple, looked
0: like they were going to. There's a
1: couple controversial calls that happened. I mean, that touchdown that they said his knee hit the ground first and the ball wasn't crossed. Like, that's only – you're only down there on that like, exact play when you're on the end zone. any Everything else is a normal catch. You have to go all the way to the ground, secure possession, everything. But because that plays on the end zone, they had to zoom in, oh, knees down, the ball's not crossed the line, he's down right there. No, he's not fucking down, he's not even he landed yet. It's It's a conversation that's going to go on for fucking years why does it always happen to the damn Cowboys?
0: The Cowboys haven't beaten the Eagles at home in a while. Or not uh, at Eagles home, I mean. Um, What is it, like 6th Street or something like that in Philly? They have not won. Uh, Yeah, this goes down to the last drive. Yeah. You
1: know.
0: Definitely controversial as much as you want to call it. Eagles stopped them somehow, some way. Might have been refs including, but you know, in a couple weeks, I know you think it's gonna be talked about forever, but in a couple weeks this is gonna be out of our minds. Um Eagles eight and one right now. They yeah. don't look like they're eight and one. They haven't played eight and one. Oh, they're not, they've been they're, in every even, game, and they've been on the better side of every game. I mean, yes, they've beat up a couple teams. They, they handed it to the Eagles. Um, you could say they handed it to the Bucks. That's really about it. I mean, maybe. Yeah, the their, their
1: schedule is even more of a gauntlet than the Ravens. Yes. Next five games are against playoff-bound teams. Yes.
0: Yes. They got to go against the Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys again. Then you see the Stinky Seahawks, the Stinky Giants, the Stinky Cardinals, and the Stinky Giants again. So, I mean, yeah, the next five, four games is a, is a gauntlet. That's going to test their character. They're just going to test, test their character. Test their, test their characters. test their stability. Um, and we'll see where they're at on the other side of this. But right now, the Eagles are – are ahead of the NFC and looking to try to do the same thing they did last year, bully their way in. Uh, I sure think they've made the right moves. They've added the right key pieces, you know, and it seems like it's working for them, but there definitely is going to be a challenge this upcoming weeks, four weeks in a row where they got, they got tough. I mean, five, including the last week versus the Cowboys.
1: Yeah. Luckily they're on a bye this week though.
0: Get a nice bye, then they go to a Monday night game. So they get an extended nice time to face the Chiefs. Yeah. Give Jason a little bit of time to A
1: little bit of time. I see that as an Andy Reid revenge game though. Like I always i always do the coach revenge game. You damn know. What about the? This, isn't
0: this a uh, Super Bowl revenge game?
1: Yeah, but you damn know t- Taylor's going to be in attendance.
0: Taylor's going to be there. Yeah. You know she's going to be there because that box is going to have the whole family. The whole family. <laughs> you know she's there. This
1: is Mama Kelsey's favorite game. She doesn't have to pay attention. She can just watch one game.
0: She's not flying, no travel. <laughs>
1: She's going to be a light game. She's like, one game? I only have to watch one game? She might get
0: faded this game. She might be hammered back fucking Bud Lights, because I know that's a Bud Light family. I've seen both of the brothers drink it with each other. So that's a Bud Light residence.
1: Big Ohio thing.
0: Big Bud Light residence. Uh, But yeah, Eagles, best. uh, Beat out the Cowboys. Get the best from them, but... Eagles on top for now. Um, Sunday night was a game, was it not? Bills and Bagels rematch of the DeMar Hamlin game. Uh, The one that never saw the light of the end of the tunnel. I don't know whichever way you want to put that. Uh, But we didn't get to see the finish of it last year. Bagels came out on top this year. Joe Burrow. 348 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Did not need the run game. Um, really didn't need Jamar Chase either. He only really had 41 yards and four catches. This was a Higgins and Boyd show. And then with Irv Smith and Drew Sample getting the tutties. Yeah, stupid. Um, Josh Allen cooked himself on this one. He can't point and laugh at the guy. Then lose. First touchdown, Josh Allen gets the guy up and down, points and laughs.
1: Yeah. I mean, this game looked like it was going to be a shootout. 21, 21 points the first quarter, and then it just stalled.
0: Just stalled. I mean, the refs had to had to go in and fucking hammer down the flags. Yeah. No overs on the primetime games, man. No overs. Not a lot. Yeah.
1: Not allowed.
0: It's not allowed. No fun. No fun league. Um, but yeah, I mean, great game overall. But the Bills continue to be what I consider a half-assed team, right? They're like
1: they're like booming the boomer
0: bust, boomer bust. So that's half-assed to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I am. Always gonna be a Josh Allen fan just because of what he's done in the league, but like, I'm sitting here thinking about the Bills and I'm like, damn, like, are they even like a powerhouse anymore?
0: Yeah, is it time for them to make a change this offseason of coaches? Like, if they don't make a deep playoff run, I mean, they sit five and four right now in a division that's, I mean, on the upwards, the Dolphins are can't beat a team over five hundred. The Bills are a little mid. The Jets need a quarterback, and not too sure about the last team. Um, Patriots, yeah, yeah. Patriots, no idea what they got going on over there. North
1: division in the AFC, two and seven.
0: <laughs> they're they're so bad over there. Um. So yeah, I mean, I guess you're you're sitting comfortable for the Bills right now because you know that the Dolphins aren't that good. They just beat up on yeah. the bad teams. Yeah, but at the end of the year. I think the bills need to take a real hard look at their organization and say, Hey, we're wasting prime prime time years. I mean, Stefan Diggs has already had a career on the Vikings. So, you know, he's on the other side of his career, you know, he's up, he's up there and you know, After a couple more years, the Josh Allen contract starts looking bad because this isn't working right now. Five and four is not anywhere they would expect to be.
1: No, not at all. And I think they they don't play good when they're when they're like comfortable. Like they need they need like like a fire lit under somewhere. Like they need to get uncomfortable. And then that's when they play their best.
0: Well, maybe it would take fire to coach middle of the year because right now, the way things look, I mean, they play the Broncos next week, Monday night. Then they got the jets, which is a rough team. The Eagles, which is a rough team, the chiefs, the Cowboys, the chargers, the Patriots, interdivision. And then the dolphins, they got a rough team. Next schedule, Trevor. They're five and four. They haven't set themselves up pretty.
1: No, not at all.
0: Not at all. They have not set themselves up nicely at all. Like this right here is almost, it looks devastating for them. Devastating as hell. They, I don't see a bright spot. It. I mean, you play the Broncos and then the rest of the year is rough. The Patriots always play you rough, especially on New Year's Eve in Buffalo when it's going to be snowing.
1: Yeah, and they already beat you this year.
0: Yeah, dude. Like, th- this is not a, a good place for Bills fans right now. No, no, not, not at all. Especially when you can't score more than 20 points versus the Bagels.
1: Yeah, and I mean... <sighs> Gabe Davis having zero catches, zero yards is a catastrophe.
0: I told you to trade him. I told you a couple weeks ago, they need to move him. He's so much of a boomer bus guy.
1: He is. But I don't think
0: he's he, he, boomed he this year, really.
1: Yeah. Uh, last week he did because yeah, I had him on my bench because I haven't fantasy. And then this week I'm like, all right, Gabe Davis time. Let's do it. No but he did score a touchdown in five straight games to start the year.
0: Okay. So maybe I just not paying attention to Gabe Davis.
1: No, but like still, it seems like when they gave him the ball, they like win games. Like when he's involved in the offense, they can, they win ball games. When he's not involved, that's when they look shitty. And I mean, you can let Stefan Diggs eat, but I mean, six healing, only had six catches like, Dolan Kincaid had 10 catches, 81 yards.
0: Yeah, I had a terrible fumble, though.
1: Terrible fumble. And terrible Leonard fumble. Fournette still in the practice squad. Not even. I'm not even sure how effective he will actually be, but he's just a good name. He's a great name. And he'll I mean, be able to pound those one-yard touchdowns.
0: Latavius Murray went two carries, four yards. So I'm sure the touchdown buddy will do more than that.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Um. Yeah, it was just a rough game for bank, uh, for the Bills and Bills fans around the world. Um. And the the rest of the season doesn't does not look good for you guys. So, praying for you. Hope to see you on the other side, but right now, we'll see.
1: Yeah, and then I guess we can wrap it up with Monday night's game.
0: Uh, Monday night's game was absolutely phenomenal. Um. I think the Chargers are 3-0 and when I bet against them, so I think I'm just going to continue the slate.
1: Yeah, um, I'm, I might be the Charger Whisperer. I might be the Charger you Whisperer. You
0: also might be the Charger Whisperer because you are coming off of two back-to-back huge Ws. Um, and the defense has played better than I can remember in a long time the last two games. I know, I know, I know it's versus the Bears, and I know it's versus the Jets. But hear me out. Hear me the fuck out. The Chargers are never good versus the bad teams. They're always, always playing like middle of the pack versus the bad teams. They always play down or up to the competition. This is the first time in a long time that I remember the Chargers defense being able to step up and put the hammer down. Chargers didn't give up a touchdown tonight.
1: No, and it's like... If you're a box scorer like Hunter, you look at the box score in this game, Zach Wilson had more passing yards than the Chargers had offensive yards in the whole game, and they lost by 21.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, yes, the ball did bounce the right way for the Chargers, as in they had a putt return for a touchdown. They had a huge, huge strip sack return for uh, almost a touchdown at the end of the game. But the Chargers defense said that – I mean, unreal. I think Joey Bosa had two and a half sacks. Kaleel had two sacks. Tuli Tupu had two sacks. That's unreal. Like, the Chargers defense is finally showing up. Ten tackles for Derwin James. Unreal.
1: They they were flying around the field today. I saw a lot of hard hits. They were making tackles, actually. They weren't arm tackling. ASJ
0: was in the face of uh, Garrett Wilson all night. I love the battle between those two.
1: Yeah, and Garrett Wilson's just like he. it seemed like every opportunity he got to catch the ball he was getting smashed. He was just getting cranked.
0: Um, he still had 80 yards. Garrett Wilson? Yeah.
1: Yeah. But how many targets he had? 13 targets.
0: 13 targets.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, I mean, Zach Wilson got sacked eight times. Yeah, that's wild. 57 yards lost. Judge Herbert got sacked five times. I mean, he's still getting battled, beaten up, and bruised out there. Still got the broken finger with Herbie, fighting out W's. Uh, QJ still seems like the biggest fraud in the world. Uh, fuck I don't know the Chargers Chargers offense was was not great Um, but Eckler does what he does best if the Chargers don't resign it I'm not sure what they're gonna do next year because he comes up clutch for them so many times Um, even though Kelly looked nice I don't know Who who do the Chargers play next uh, Lions. Lions. Yeah, not constant. That one this is, Yeah,
1: this is where you get knocked back down to earth. Brand Staley, like I said, he's going to get an extension after the year. He was on the hot seat earlier, bust off two good wins against bad teams. This is where he has to go back to the drawing room.
0: They could still go all downhill for them, for the Chargers, because they face the Lions, faced the Packers, the Ravens, the Patriots, Broncos. Raiders, Bills, Broncos, Chiefs. I mean, they could, there's still a lot of room for there to be ugly losses in there. Cause there's a lot of bad teams on that one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And all those games are away too.
0: I think the only way he saves his job is if he makes playoffs.
1: Well, yeah. Duh. It's the, the only way. F- f- yeah, I, that's probably a smart move.
0: Probably it's the only move.
1: I mean, their losses are against three teams that I would consider good, but the loss of the Titans hurts at this point because that's five and three and four and four looks a whole lot different,
0: especially in this division. I yeah. mean, being so far away from the Chiefs hurts,
1: hurts, hurts a lot, um, but.
0: Yeah, that that Titans to, loss is bad.
1: Yeah, you get to come home and play the Lions, who are came off a bye.
0: Yeah, but stare at us the chops for a long time now. Yeah,
1: you know Motor City, Dan Campbell has got the boys looking for kneecaps in that game.
0: Yeah, so we're real excited, but I'm gonna carry the tradition the last couple of weeks. Don't do it, dude. Don't do it. Oh, yep, yep, yep. All right, another uh, wrong with be an average. Uh, Definitely nothing wrong with being average. I had another a little bit below average week. Uh, Five and six overall. Lock hits.
1: Five and
0: six? Yeah, I went five and
1: six. I think I went five and three and the lock hit. Six and three. Don't let me get hot. Don't let me get hot. It's a great week. Shout out MLB. Twitter at MLB.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, hold on before we get out of here, let's talk a little bit about the manager shit that went down today, huh? Yep. Some crazy crazy things went on. I mean
1: Yeah, and all um, happened like within an hour. All within an hour. Fucking so fucking hate when they do that cuz they probably knew the the big guys, the big dogs, they probably fucking knew for last over the weekend at least. And then all of a sudden one report comes out, and then, boom, just fucking spirals. Greg Council leaves Milwaukee for their rival Chicago Cubs and then gets the largest contract for a manager in MLB history. And someone posted the MLB manager contracts, um, like, uh, across all sports, They are the least paid people in all of sports, manager-wise. Yeah. For this to be the biggest deal ever, I was like, holy fuck, dude.
0: Yeah, definitely weird how managers are so underpaid. Dude, I don't know. I mean, college football coaches make almost triple.
1: Yeah. And they can go fucking five five and five. Six and four, and they're fucking... If you make a bowl game in college, you're like, yeah, that's a paycheck. <laughs>
0: that's a paycheck right there. Um, crazy because Bob Melvin was sent to be the highest paid manager next year on the Giants, making a f- little over four million. Craig Council comes in and doubles that. Um, it was rumor on the street that he was looking to become the highest paid manager. Like there was no ifs and doubts about that. But the way that the Cubs handled this was just so wrong, so wrong. Yeah, David Ross is pissed. David Ross has to be pissed because one, they hadn't fired him. Two, for you to hire a guy, you have had to have interviewed him and had to be interested and had to have known that you were moving on. And then three, was it Craig Council or David Ross? Was it like he's our guy or? Craig Council, which is even worse because they're rivals. You just took the opposing manager. Is this the first time in two offseason we've had manager to rivals? Like the first time, two of them in one offseason? Bob Melvin yeah. for the Padres goes to the Giants, interdivision. Yeah. Council for uh, the Brewers the Cubs, interdivision. Um, but that all got announced after Carlos Mendoza was announced to the Mets. Yep, after it was announced that he had interviewed with the Padres, like the the Mets were like, oh shit. And yeah, then
1: he must Cowboys he must be it. an East Coast guy. He just must be an East Coast guy because he's the Yankees bench coach the last four years. Been in the Yankees organization the last fifteen years.
0: It's There's, one interview they say for he's supposed to be like a baseball guru.
1: Uh, I'll listen to my Mets insider Frank the Tank on any.
0: Oh, Frank basis. the Tank was furious.
1: Yeah, he was mad. My He's boy furious. was angry.
0: He was furious. It was Carlos Mendoza line, there was a oh. lot of that. Um, our San Diego Padres are still manager lists. Yeah. Uh, but someone in the baseball realm said uh, that the Padres might be interested in Rossi, David Ross.
1: Yeah, surprise name. Uh, I mean, I, mean, I, I don't really.
0: The yes only and thing no. That's interesting is because it's just a fresh name out there that you have not really thought about.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's
0: the only thing that's interesting in this situation. It's like, oh shit, David Ross, check out his background, used to play for the Padres has won multiple championships as a player, hadn't really done much as a coach. Took no. them to the playoffs in 2020. Yeah. Failed last year miserably, fall off, w- kind of worse than the Padres. I mean, Padres had higher expectations, but the Mets, I mean, the the Cubs were there. The Cubs had the playoffs, like, locked. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, kind of a, a bad fall off last year. I'm not really interested uh at all pers- uh, uh, personally
1: I mean he does have good rapport with you darvish yeah he's really the only player i cuz you darvish went to the cubs and had that Cy young 2020 year then he got traded to the padres so i mean and he's a catcher I, I love catchers as managers um they're just the smartest people on the on the field pretty much but I'm not. I don't know the Padres, or I don't. I don't even know what to fucking think about it right now. Whoever they hire, I'm gonna get the behind 100, and I'm fucking riding with them.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm all in at this point. I mean, I'm. To me, I'm not in the room. I would love to be fly on the wall of this Padres decision, but it's to me, it's Schilt or Gill, Mike Schilt or Benji Gill. Uh, both have great backgrounds. One has managed in the big leagues, been to the playoffs multiple times, never not as a manager. He's three for three uh, and his three seasons. Managing has been in the Padres organization the last two years, has worked directly with Preller and various players. The other has multiple championships in the TJ league is born in bought California, raised in San Diego Taken the World Baseball Classic team Mexico team deep in the World Baseball Classic united them, um, almost was close to a championship run. It's been on the Angels the last two years. Um, both I think are great hires, but I definitely think Shill is your is the guy you hire as manager. Like Shill it has been in the playoffs has playoff experience, has experience in this clubhouse with these guys, understood the winning side of 2022 and the losing side of 2023 and what we need to do, and has the close rapport with players and with AJ. But I would love Benji to be on the staff some way, somehow.
1: Yeah, I I think you should just hire all of them. I know that's not really a good recipe because there's so many people trip over – have power trips, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, Bob Melvin's going to take his coaches with them. Ryan Christensen gone. Matt Williams gone. Flaherty could be gone too if he doesn't get this job. Um, so that leaves a I agree a lot with of- that.
0: I definitely agree. Flaherty, I mean, he's put a lot into this organization the last couple of years. You know, multiple managers and positions for him. But, I just don't really see it. he's super young still. He I mean was our offensive coordinator last year and our offense really was down. Like yeah. I don't know what position that is in MLB but whatever it is sucked last year. Yeah, I might mean, um, go
1: 1 and 12, 1 and 13 in extra innings. Extra
0: innings and our lineup Sucked.
1: And you get a guy on second in those extra innings every fucking extra inning.
0: Yeah. You know, this Padres team is going to be a lot different next year, ladies and gentlemen. Let's not try to not face the facts. Um, We have to recuperate over half of our starting pitching, our closer. Uh, A lot of the bench is gone. You know, we
1: need, we need, AJ has a lot. He has a lot
0: on his plate right now.
1: Does have a lot on his plate.
0: But if there's a way in the world that he could get Schilt as the manager and Benji Gill as a bench coach, I would absolutely love that for the Padres. That's my dream scenario. Um, officially, dream scenario is on right now. Yeah, and I just want—I felt better about that situation that I have about all the previous Padre coaches over the last decade.
1: For sure, and I want coaches to come in who are gonna be able to fucking work together. Cause I've heard so many coaches that have came through where you've gotten lucky to talk to a couple and they just they're they're always button heads, it feels like. There's always something wrong.
0: They're always button heads with a a senior authority figure of high power. Always,
1: always. Like let's just fucking we need to get along. Like That's why Shield is the
0: is the guy here. I think so. I think so. Because he's worked with AJ. He understands. He's just saw what Bob went through. And I'm sure he has much respect for Bob. Much respect. You know, so he understands what that takes in this clubhouse. Because obviously, AJ Preller has a grip here. Let's not face facts. He is the second longest and will be tenured general manager right now. So, for some reason, he has a grip on this franchise, on the owner. So, the manager that comes in isn't going to get his way at the end of the day. It's the general manager and president of baseball operations way. So, we need yeah. a guy who understands that. And that he needs to do the best he can to take this team to a World Series.
1: Yeah, you need to manage. You don't need a fucking
0: sign free agents. You don't need to, don't need to pick manager. who's on the team. You need oh. to you need to figure out what to do with that team. Yes, exactly. And I think that's been a problem in the past. Because now we've getting reports that Bob didn't like Soto. Bob hated the Matt Carpenter acquisition. That's why he just benched him the whole time, wanted AJ to get rid of him. I mean, we've heard everything. But we need a guy who's gonna come in there. And set these boys straight because they were not last year.
1: No, they
0: and did not show up every day ready f- to play 162.
1: No, no shot, no shot. And, and that goes
0: all the way up. I mean, yeah, there are were bright spots in this year. Yes, congratulations to Hasan Kim, gold glove, first Korean Asian board player to get a receive a gold glove. So that's hard fucking work. Especially a player who's not from the United States, and he got it at, for the utility position. Utility, it's a new, a new one. But hey, those guys fucking deserve it because he played hundred games at second. He played forty games at shortstop, couple games at third, or yeah. whatever. I might mean, I switched those. Um, yeah, he absolutely had a great year. Fernando Tatis was the best right fielder defensively.
1: Brand new position for him.
0: Brand new position. Never for played him. outfield in his life. Led the league in twenty-seven defensive runs saved, or something like that. Outs yeah. over average, or maybe some—I don't know. My stats could be a little off, but Gold Glover, nonetheless.
1: Gold fucking Glover, and that is just another tick on his resume.
0: It's another going to keep building. Yep, yep. Uh, Blake Stell he's going to be the Cy Young Award winner because they put the three finalists up and he blows the other two out of the water. Out of the water. So congratulations to Blake Stell. Congratulations to hasa Kim, Fernando Tatis for absolutely great seasons. But this season sucked.
1: The season sucked
0: and... <laughs> I, and well, we the didn't last time really... we had a we... Cy
1: Young winner, the season sucked
0: too. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, we did get the to say congratulations to the Texas Rangers. Uh, I want to say you called that from the start. 4-1. I loved it. Yeah, that, that was that was right off the rip. You said Rangers. Uh, I was on the Orioles until the Rangers beat the fuck out of them, and I was like, well. Yeah,
1: I did, I did like going in the postseason. I did like the Rangers, and I liked the Phillies, to be honest. I did like the Phillies.
0: They went to Game 7 of the championship, lost out the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks, hell of a year. I did not know where see that coming, but they one-upped us from last year. So Damn. we got to one-up another one this year. Yeah, it's
1: going to be a long offseason. These boys never put in that work.
0: Got to put in the work. Um, I did really like, because I follow many of the San Diego Padres, a lot of guys were sharing other guys' stories, or, like awards and you know i love that yep absolutely love that uh but this offseason is going to be weird wild and funky because Blake Snell, Josh Hader, both free agents, Nick Martinez, Mike Waka, uh Seth Lugo, all free agents.
1: Yep, uh, did give a qualifying offer to Snell and Hader which Hader that's the most money he's ever seen in his life. Snell going to decline. Snell's going to decline
0: young because he's also 31, um, so he's going to get his final contract, presumably. Um, He's going to finish the rest of his career with this team that he sides with. So we'll see whether that be the Padres or another team. I'm excited to see where that goes, because I very much enjoyed this Blake Snelson experience from the day we traded for him. I know it took him a couple years to finally show up, like the blakes that we traded for, yeah. but you know, sometimes guys don't get comfortable. Sometimes guys show out when it's a contract year, um, which he's done the last two contract years. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Uh, Both one si of Cy young. Young. Got this five-year deal. Cy young, you know, so maybe it's not worth buying it on, but uh, I mean, fuck what a year for him. What a, what a Padre career for him. Um, The ups and downs, because a lot of people hated this guy. Couldn't pitch deep into games. Couldn't find the strike zone. Well, he did. Yeah. And all of that and more. Um, You know, he finally found what he needed to do was walk the right guys. It wasn't walk everybody and anybody. It was walk the guy that hits off you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Who cares?
0: Yeah, because the next guy doesn't hit off you. Double play. (laughs) Fuck. You know, like the that was his magic this year was walk the better hitters or the guys who did better off of him, and see the next man, next man up.
1: Yeah, and he wasn't worried about the walks. That, always, was, that was yeah. He always talked about
0: smart walks, smart walks. I don't care if I walk six guys. Do they score? Are they smart? Is it a two out walk? And I shut down the inning. You know, so what a year for him. Uh, but losing Martinez, Walker, and Lugo, that's a little rough. Um, I didn't think we were going to lose all of those three. No. I I considered Lugo opting out because he had a much better year than everyone expected as a starter. Everyone yeah. was like, no, he's a bullpen. No, he's a bullpen. Well, he pitched over 150, had a mid-three RAs. That's a, that's a pretty good 4-5 arm guy.
1: For sure. And, I mean, he – when it comes down to, like, dollar stock, I mean – he can probably get two to three more million dollars doing the same shit on another team or maybe even the Padres. But I heard that they declined those guys to at least put an offer in for Snell. But then again, we're going to be top heavy again.
0: Yeah. With- see, I, I think uh, AJ is going to have to make the do the AJ style moves where he, I don't think he's going to resign these guys. No. I think he's going to make some trades. He's going to trade some of these farm guys. Some, I think so. <laughs> some of the young guys are going to come up. Um, there's always a name that everyone's going to dangle out there. And it's going to be Juan Soto. Um, to me, Juan Soto is a franchise-type guy that you have to resign no matter what the payroll is, no matter what it costs. He is a Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis-type player.
1: Yeah, and you want as many of those guys as you can get.
0: But I also heard rumors of the Padres made Dangle, Xander, and Fernando Tatis in trades, but I'm pretty sure Tatis has a full no-trade clause.
1: Yeah, 14 years. He's a Padre for life. He's
0: a Padre for life, so not too sure that one sees the light of day. I would like to see Xander get moved, but I don't see that one happening either. I see Preller having to make more style moves as in attaching a guy to a contract, a, a prospect to a contract.
1: Yeah. He needs, he needs to get the arb
0: guys who are, you know, so some of our favorite players like a Jake Cronenworth might be gone this offseason because he signed a deal and really didn't live up to expectations in year one of the deal. And, I don't know if Preller has the time to wait on him. And I don't think Cronenworth fits anymore. I think he's the easier expendable guy because uh, fucking Xander's here for 10 more years. And, yeah, and he's really... a new
1: contract here.
0: And, I mean, you could trade uh, Hassan Kim, but Jake makes more and does less. Yeah, So that one doesn't make sense. Um, And I'm a big Jake Cronenworth fan. But with the year he came off of, I'm not too sure. Um, This team really needs pitching. So I'm going to be in the camp that I will not be surprised if Juan Soto gets traded. Maybe. I doubt it. I hate hearing that, but I'm not in the camp that it doesn't happen. I don't think it will, but with everyone saying they need to cut cap, which I don't think they do. Not true. I think they did just cut all the cap. You cut the closer who made all the most money as a closer. Blake and all those other pitchers had pretty high returns this year. Blake, I want to say he was like 20, 25 million. Yeah. Yeah. Both those pitchers were at 16, and I want to say Martinez was, like, 12. Yeah. So, for the output we got, I think that was a lot of cut cap right there because Robert Suarez then goes, slides into the closer role. Yeah. Um, And not forget, Pomerantz is no longer the team. That's another cost-saving. His contract is officially up.
1: Yeah, and I think... Hosmer's contract is up after next year.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not this season. No, we still are on the book for thirteen million. Yeah,
1: I don't care. Give him. We need to pay him all that money. He he was a goat for us.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he was a goat, but no Preller needs a. He needs to get in the, the maestro mindset. Find some guys who are still on arbitration and just make some moves. I'm going to throw out one name, and it's not going to happen. But I'm going to throw out one name.
0: All right, let's hear it. I already know. I already know.
1: Alec Manoa. Ooh. Bring, him, bring him home.
0: Oof. I love that. Yep. I absolutely love that.
1: Give, give him a Reuben and let him just
0: shove. Um. You know what that's going to take? I think that's a one for one, i.e., Trent Grisham for Alec Manoa. Yeah. They need you know, a center fielder. Both, I think- both guys who have potentials here, but play has been down here. I mean, Alec Manoa has been way down here, but Trent's been around the Mendoza line. I mean, yeah, he's a gold glover, but I think Alec Manoa's ceiling is higher than Trent's.
1: And I think he's younger than Trent.
0: No, I think they're right around the same age. Yeah, probably. I think that's a great move. That's a move I think Preller has to make because you have Ruben, the master class, mastermind. Yep. Obviously, Alec has not done well over there in their system. With but their has staff. shown
1: he can dominate.
0: Has shown he has electric stuff when it's there.
1: And if you're the Blue Jays, you he had an attitude problem.
0: Yeah, I mean. A and-
1: problem. You're probably Attic- done with them. Losses. Yeah, you're probably done with them.
0: Yeah, I mean maybe Trek Grisham's a little bit too much because he's had two gold glove years and he's hit twenty bombs multiple seasons, I want to say, or close to it.
1: Yeah. He might be
0: he might be might be worth worth a little bit more than I'm expecting, but I do like that move. That that's a move I would say Preller has to make. Yep. Um, I thought you were gonna throw out Cody Bellinger out there. Um but I think every team is going to put a bid out for him. So
1: not... I think he he just outperformed what we can afford.
0: I definitely think. especially
1: He's not signing a one-year deal the next year. No. Or this year.
0: Yeah, I definitely don't see that happening. I see the Padres ended up with like a Jorge Soler or someone like that.
1: Yep, I see that too. We probably need a better first baseman option. Just to... We just need someone who's just a bank. Someone's come here and just bank.
0: I kind of like the Adam Duvall, Loris Saleir, maybe. Uh, do you do a one year for JD, or do the Dod- the Dodgers probably bring him back?
1: And I don't like the Justin Turner move either.
0: I do. I'm kind of a fan of the Justin Turner move, but I definitely think the Dodgers just go grab him again. Yeah, probably. As if a quick he, move, if, one year retire.
1: One year retire. If he says I'm done after this year, then yeah, most likely he's probably a Dodger, but. He didn't impress me. He didn't have the numbers that I'd be like, damn, that's a fucking DH.
0: I mean, I could have used those numbers this year.
1: Maybe. <laughs> but I would rather give homeboy a chance at the Arizona Fall League right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, but you never know. Uh, we The Padres do have a lot of young guys. Palsy or whatever his name is. A lot of young prospects. So the future is bright. This season is bright. Uh, but we'll get back to you. Uh, the next time we talk pods is going to be their manager yeah, um, or a free agent move or something because free agency started today officially. Yep. But you always know it'll be, it's slow burning. Yeah. The stove just, just got turned on. It ain't even it, close to warm. Yet.
1: It just sparked. It's, it's sp- like when you, when you have a gas oven or a gas, yeah, I think,
0: I think it's like tick, 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 yeah. Tick, tick. Yeah right now like you're like fuck come on start 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 but it did it did start because the Craig council that that's crazy yep uh but all right nothing wrong would be an average uh great w's from our hometown chargers and steelers podcast homer wins uh but yeah another wrong be an average deuces